In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Nothing was created without the spoken Word. These words are spirit and life. They will help you discover your purpose, put you together, and equip you for your life's assignment. Incline your ears to the words of wisdom. Buy the truth and sell it not. Embrace it. I call her a pastor. I call her an evangelist. I call her a teacher. And more, more, much more, I call her a mother. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's been done before. It's about to be done again. Make welcome, Reverend Dr. Mrs. Funke Adejumo. Come on, somebody. Keep celebrating. I want to read from the book of 2 Kings chapter 5. I'd like to read three verses. Verses 1, 2, and 3. 2 Kings number chapter 5 from verse 1 to 3. It's a popular story there that we've been reading since Sunday school. It says, Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. Because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria, he was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids, New King James's version, and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. There are four personalities in this story that I want to share with you in the limited time that I have today. As we relate and as we look at the theme, making a difference in your family. The first one is Naaman himself. We've had numberless messages preached about the life of this man called Naaman. And he's a pictorial image of many husbands that are on earth today. Many men have honor in various aspects of their lives except in their home. Every time I say to my husband, in this home is where your greatest honor lies. I thank God for the kind of honors people give you in church, home, and abroad. But it is here that we honor you most. Many men don't have honor in their homes by reason of the way they live their lives. Naaman was a great man. Honorable, the Bible says. Through him, God had fought and won many battles, but he was a leper. His leprosy was in the physical. I look at this man, and I think he was a great family man because it was his house help that came forward to give the solution to this man's challenge. If the man had been terrible, or if the madam of the house had been callous, this girl would have had the solution and she wouldn't have given it out. Every husband, you have five, a five-fold ministry to your wife. 
If you are not yet married, please prepare for marriage because marriage is not for immature boys and girls. Marriage is for mature men and women. If you still depend on your mother, for instance, for pocket money, you are not a candidate for marriage. If your life is still tied to the apron of your mother, don't even bother to date any lady. If you are living in your father's house, for instance, get out before you begin to think about marriage. Because your own boy's quarters is far better than your father's mansion. You must be psychologically mature, emotionally mature, physically mature as a man, and financially mature. You don't need a white-collar job to be prosperous. These days, I even challenge youths. What are you looking for in government circles? Go start your own. Steve Jobs didn't have two heads. Bill Gates doesn't have two heads. Go start your own. It will grow and it will multiply. As a man, you must understand that if you are not successful at home, it is not likely that your success in ministry, in career, in business will last. Very important. And what are the five ministries that you have as a man towards your wife? Number one, it is your responsibility to protect your wife. On the wedding day, do you notice? Can I have a man, please? Join me here very quickly. A man? Thank you, sir. On the wedding day, you will notice that the man stays by the right. I'm married, though. Sure, you know. Are you married? So I can take permission from your wife. Interim husband and wife. Madam, I beg. Now, the man stays by the right hand side of the woman. Is this right? Is this how they say they stand? On the wedding day, somebody talk to me. This is it. Yes, I always sit by my husband. Yes. Now, very close to the heart, medical people, you know that the left ventricle, where the heart is. The woman doesn't stay here. I don't know who started that, but that's prophetic. She stays here. And the man holds her hands. The man's left hand, lose your hand, holds the woman. The woman is close to the man's heart. And the right hand is free. The man's right hand is free. What does that signify? With this left, I'm going to make sure that I hold you very tightly. You're not supposed to fall off from my hand. But with this free hand, I'm going to protect you and defend you from any intruder. Mother-in-law, sister-in-law, anybody that comes. I'm going to defend you. It's prophetic. As a man, you have to protect your wife. Several nights as I lie in bed, my husband comes over. This is my 28th year in marriage. Gives me a peck on my forehead and pulls the duvet over me and says goodnight. Who will not love a man like that? Every night you are always quarreling with your wife. Any night you wake your wife up 2 a.m. It is not to appreciate her. It is to say, when your mouth was running in the afternoon, yes, now, let's talk. 
You won't believe this. I used to know a man. He was a king. He had four wives. When his, any of the wives offends him, he will not say anything. In the night, he will take what they call koboko, a cane, and go to the woman's room from sleep. Hey, what happened? The woman will think a masquerader was running after her. No, 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 no. The man will say, in the afternoon, a whole king in this nation. Many men are born again, but they have become so Africanized, they need deliverance. Protect your wife. Some of you have heard me share this before. Let me say it again because it is so relevant. When our marriage was about one year old, I used to have a sister-in-law. I can say it now because she's different. Even if she listens to this tape, she knows I'm speaking the truth. This particular day, she was such a troublemaker. And I noticed that it is women that don't have good homes that always trouble other people's homes. And this day she came to the house and said, look, you have snatched my brother from me. She was, she was ranting and all that. I just had a baby. My baby was about four years or, sorry, four months old, you know. And I was just, in Yoruba land, you don't reply elders. My husband is a perfect gentleman. But that day I saw another side of him. He rose up and faced my sister-in-law. And they were going to beat themselves. I, I dropped my baby. And I was saying, darling, it's okay. It's enough. It's enough. Mommy, it's okay. Then I will go out and say, Father, this is the day you have made. I am so grateful for this day. And I will come back and say, ah, you are still on this matter. It's okay now. That is okay. But that day, I was delivered. My sister-in-law went to the village. My father-in-law was a king. And she said, Kabiesi, thank Funke for me. If not for Funke, Felix would have beaten me up today. I said, Lord, thank you so much. <laughs> Many men are too silent. And that is why their marriages are silenced. Rise up to protect your wife. Protect her. How can your junior brother come to the house? The boy that has three and he has credits. Yoruba language. Physical education. And Bible knowledge. And the boy crosses his leg and your wife is watching CNN. The boy comes up and changes it to African magic or animal planets. I said, this is my brother's house. And you are there as a man. You say, leave him. You are not a man. Man. protect your wife protect her many times I see husbands and wives go out and you see the man struggling with his wife to get out of a door African men wake up when last did you open the car door for your wife when last did you tell your wife after you please Before my husband understood this, we were in the U.S. some years ago, and we were going to go out. Somebody was behind the wheels, and I said, put. He said, darling, come in. I said, come and open this door. The car door. Ah. He said, okay, we will soon get to Nigeria. <laughs> How 
Hallelujah. It is not a cultural thing. You are, you are honoring your wife. Protect her. Don't let anybody. That is why your right hand is free. Don't let anybody mess your wife. Anybody that insults your wife has indirectly insulted you. Therefore, as a man, you must learn to protect your wife. Number two, the second ministry you have to your wife is provide for her. Bless you, sir. Thank you. Provide for your wife. If as a married man, you always wait for your wife's salary, something is wrong with your destiny. If before you enter the church, your, your wife must put some change in your hand as offering, you are not yet a man. When you see a man, when you see a man, count money. 7,500, 15 times. Saliva finishes. He says, Benga, bring water, bring water. As if he was in Zenith Bank. Something is wrong with him. When you see a man say, Where is my change every day? Change, change, change. How much is change? 234 naira. I had that one man. He used to count the meat in the pot. Small husband. According to the book of Esther, chapter 1, you find it there. There are great husbands and there are small husbands. The Bible says it. Provide for your wife. We're not being materialistic. We are being realistic. No matter how blessed a woman is, there is something in us that looks up to our husbands. When you hear your wife say, I don't know, maybe I'm blessed, I'm blessed. She doesn't want to say I'm broke. Why she goes to the bathroom, drop a check for 500,000 on the bed. You will not beg her to kneel down to greet you the following day. Call her and say, hello honey, I just transferred 300,000 to your account. I just paid in 3 million. I said, what is it for? I said, you see, I just want you to use it for makeup. <laughs> Your wife will say, you are the only sugar in my tea. <laughs> you are the only rose in my garden. You say, it's enough, it's enough. In Jesus' name, before she starts cursing you, you say, it's okay, it's okay. They bless the prayer, it's okay. All the men that are here, God will lift your heads. Number three, prefer your wife. Number one, protect her. Number two, provide for her. Number three, prefer your wife. You may be a mighty man in, in, in politics. You may be a mighty man in government. You may be honorable in the society. But this leprosy must be dealt with. Prefer your wife. I used to have a cousin. He was a preacher. He's gone home to be with the Lord now. One day he confessed to me that when he first got married, the wife would always say, I'll do a transliteration. Me, oh, yo. I'm still hungry after each meal. And he was wondering. Then he said to me, let me tell you something, cousin. Anytime we were about to eat, my cousin was very hefty, very energetic. He could consume anything. He said, as my wife puts, she sets the table, 
as she goes to bring water, I'll be calculating on how to cheat. So once, in Jesus' name, amen. Cha, cha, cha. It's finished. The woman said, me or you. No matter what she cooks, I still want more. That is even mundane. What about other matters? You, the family just got a new car. You now transfer the old rickety car to your wife. You are a small husband. So every morning your wife must pray and bind. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. The devil is not in the throttle. It is age. Prefer your wife. Be the man. Be the father. Sometimes there is an argument. It's not because you are a fool. It's not because you don't want to show that you are the man. But for peace sake, later you will talk it over. Be the man. In my village they say, it is the elder that doesn't get angry easily whose kids will be many. You can't react to everything as a man. I've heard of husbands that sing proverbial songs when there is a misunderstanding at home. That's the man singing. The person that doesn't like me in this house, he shall not be well with him. That's the daddy. He should be the wife. Don't you think so? Prefer your wife by every standard. Show it to her that she's preferred. This thing can't go around. You take it, my dear. Ah, be kind to your wives. Be very kind. As a woman ages, sometimes she feels that she's not looking as pretty as she used to be. You should validate her as the husband. When last did you admire your wife when she returned from the salon? You are too busy balancing the balance sheet. You're too busy preparing a message. Lost in the book of Habakkuk and Zephaniah. While your wife is gallifanting around, she sneezes just to draw your attention. She coughs and all that. Prefer her. Some men don't even remember special days. First year of our marriage, my husband forgot my birthday. It looked somehow to me. Then the second year, he forgot again. So this particular day, I decided that I would not remind him. I was pregnant. He left for work as usual. I was a bit cold. Now, when your wife gives you a one-word answer, something is wrong. When you ask your wife, what's the problem? She says, nothing. There is plenty. So my husband returned from what I had cried my eyes out. And then he came and said, hello, darling. However, he was bubbling. Welcome. Who beat you? What happened? You. Uh-uh. How? No, no. And I said to him, what is today's date? He said, today's date? Yes. Today is January 28th. Yes. I said, so you still don't know what the day is. I said, today is my birthday. He screamed. I burst into another, another round of tears. Then he took the khaki and fled. He really fled. He didn't run. I said, darling, come back. It's late. It was about 8 p.m. Come back. It's late. He said, no, 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 no. He went. 
and he returned with two items in his hand, a card and a gift. By this time, I was just staring. And then, I'm sorry, darling, next year it will never happen again. I vow in the name of Jesus, blah, blah, blah. I said, it's okay. And he gave me the card. I opened it grudgingly. So my dear wife on our wedding anniversary... <laughs> I said, <laughs> hello, darling. It's my birthday, not our wedding anniversary. He said, yes, yes, that's what I got. <laughs> he looked. Oh. Twenty-six years ago. Then I opened the gift. It was one packet of conflicts. At that time I hated conflicts. He loved conflicts. Please give my husband a big hand. <laughs> Over the years, he has improved so much. I say, ah, ah, he's enough. Last year, he gave me 12 gifts. And the way he and the children arranged it, including this iPad. Check, check your pillow. Check under your pillow. They had recorded some things. Check. I said, I slept on this bed yesterday. I opened the ah, ah. Check the washing machine. I was going everywhere. 6.30 a.m. I said, I remember when I was... I remember 26 years ago. Prefer your wife. Provide for her. Protect her. Grow as a man. Nobody brought this thing from heaven. Learn. Open your eyes. Shine your eyes. Look at how couples behave. And put in a lot into your marriage. Because marriage is hard work. Number three. Sorry, number four, prevent. There are things you must prevent from happening in your wife's life. Don't chip on her. Don't let people take her for a ride. You are the father, you are the boss, you are the leader. Prevent some things from happening to her. We had lunch yesterday and I had Reverend say to his wife, because she's speaking at our conference this year, and the man said passionately, I won't let you drive. No, you have to fly. You could see the way he was protecting the jewel. Every woman wants that. Prevent her from going through some stress. When, God forbid, armed robbers attacked some families some time ago, the man pushed the wife out to go and meet them. And he went to hide in the ceiling. That's not a man. Prevent evil from happening to her. Prevent people from taking her for granted. Before we got married, my husband addressed his siblings and said, you call every wife by name in this family because it's a polygamous family. family. The father, like I told you, was a king. He's the last one of his mother, but there were other siblings. He said, you dare not. My wife is different. Whatever honor you give me is what you will give her. Prevent some people from riding on her. When you are there, your wife should feel safe. Prevent her from going through some stress. I recommend that every man should be there when the wife wants to give birth. Watch it. Be there. You were the one that did it, so you too, you should be there to... 
prevent your wife from experiencing some troubles. And then number five, permit her. I tell men every time, you must give your wife in life space and place. Permit your wife to shine. It is only a coward that will not want his wife to shine. Permit your wife to shine. Encourage her. When I met my husband, I was a school sat older and he was in UI. I hated mathematics. And he said to me, no, 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 no. This is this, this is that. And he began to encourage me. Began to encourage me. Before you know it. Before I knew what was happening. My life became better for it. So it's important for you to permit your wife to become what God has ordained her to become. Invest into your wife. Believe in her. Know what you have. And let her know and the people around know that you have an expensive woman in, her, in your hand. There is no woman that is ugly. Give your wife $10,000. Send her to New York for two weeks. She will come back. You won't believe this is your wife. Biologically speaking, every woman is the same. It's important for you to validate your wife, to find her, to let her know that she's important. Wake her up once in a while in the night and evaluate the relationship and eulogize her. Pour encomiums on her. When your wife enters, no matter who you are speaking with, pause to acknowledge her. Your excellency. Ah, ah. I took my eyes to the market the day I married this man. She'll be blushing. It's a lie. She loves it. She's happy. Let your wife feel that she's important. Stop telling your wife, you are too fat. Oh. The way I'm looking at you, you are too fat. You're like a pig, eh? I'm going to replace you. No. You demean her when you say that. If there is too much salt in the this, in this stew, don't say, pa, 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 pa. she was trying, it was in her bid to please you that she missed it. Sweetheart, I think you just opened a new bag of salt in this house. She will get the message. And if there is too much salt in the steel, technology has shown us what to do. All you need to do is take the steel back to the fire, cut some potato or some yam, put in it, it will soak it and bring it back. The salt will be, will be, you know, will be normalized. You are going to pay me for that. <laughs> and I can go on and on and on like that. When last did you write a note to your wife? Valentine just passed. Some of you didn't even remember anything. What did you give your wife? I know it's not just about lovers, you know, husband and wife, but what did you give your wife? I always tell single ladies, don't marry a man because of what he drives. Marry him because of what drives him. But at the same time, if a man does not reciprocate your love, watch out before you marry him. Because a man that slaps you while you are dating him will kill you after marriage. It's very important. A man that disrespects you, a man that doesn't honor you, people hardly change after marriage. Because they just realize. Do you know that a research was conducted and it was discovered that the older your marriage, the more likely it can break. That's strange. And I was wondering why. Because a man that was married for 70 years decided to sue for a divorce. I didn't say the man was 70. He was married for 70 years. He said, I was waiting for her last born to be married. Had been tolerating. And psychologists have discovered that the older your marriage, the more relaxed you are. 
you do as you like, you treat your spouse as you like. Things that used to excite you, you don't work anymore. So the marriage can break, particularly if you're not believers. You keep on working on your marriage. You keep on working on your relationship. May the Lord preserve you in the name of Jesus. Men, I have a lot to share with you, but let me just say these five things to the women too. Your ministry. As a married woman, the men are happy. Number one, submit. Yes, she's a pastor. She must use the word submit. When we talk about submission, it is not slavery. It is not subjugation. It is, I am a woman of importance. I am a woman of caliber and timber. I am a woman of weight. But I allow you to be in charge of this home. Make your Moses stand. Stop running down your husband. It is in his lifting that your lifting is. When you honor your husband, you are honored. It is what you call him that people will call him for you. Very important. Very, very important. Submit. You can't have your way all the time. As a woman, women can be strong. That's why God said we should submit. God knows it's very hard for a man to love. The man can lost. But to love may be difficult. So God instructs the man to love. But you as a woman, submit. It amazes me when I stand before, you know, um, couples. Or maybe a couple. And I see the way the wife, you won't even let your husband speak. No, 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 it's not like that. It's not like that, my dear. I was there that day where I was there. Yes, you may be choleric, you may be sanguine, but honor the man, give him some respect. Submit to him. Treat him well, particularly when you are outside. Bedroom, do whatever you like with yourselves. But when you are outside, the kids are there, your friends are there, somebody is there, let them know that this man is in charge. Encourage your husband to stand. No matter how gentle the man is, validate him. Let him know that you give him a space. Number two, serve him. Serve your husband. Many women today don't know that they are not just wives, they should be friends, and they should be their husband's lover. You should be your husband's lover. Serve him. He's not just in cooking meals and all that. Look for his areas of needs and meet the needs. You know this is who your husband is. Amplify his strength and play down on his weaknesses as a woman. Let people know that this man is everything to you. Let the man himself know I said to God several years ago, if my husband fails, Lord, hold me responsible. I will stand by him. Prayer, cover your husband. Delilah, prove your husband. Satan, prove him. Stand by him. Serve him. Make up for him. Quickly pack it in such a way that nobody will know that the man is weak in that area. His heart will bless you and more importantly, the almighty God will reward you. You can make a difference in your family as a woman as you serve your husband. Number three, support him. When last did you visit your husband in the office? You don't work in the same office, but take your bag and go there. Let them know that you are his wife. You're not a troublemaker. Be involved in whatever your husband is doing. Is it ministry? Is it business? Is it his career? Support the man. Be his, his think tank. Be his thinking cap. Don't be a liability to your husband. 
No man wants a liability, a woman that cannot contribute anything. Every year you are pregnant, that's all you know. A prostitute can be pregnant for him. A man wants a woman that he can lean on. Inside every man, there is a little boy. No matter how mighty the man is, there's a little boy that wants to pillow his head on your intelligent chest. You don't have to be a dummy. Read books. How can your husband and your children be speaking and sharing and talking about Arsenal, talking about Chelsea? And you are saying, I see. What did you see? You can't contribute. I was reading a book written about Michelle Obama recently. I had to keep that book beside my bed. This woman is one of the greatest women we have on earth today. And we don't even know. You know, she's, Americans were interviewed. And some Americans said, the guy is lucky in his marriage. Michelle said, very few men like my husband can be married to strong women like me. That woman is not riding on the wings of her husband per se. She is a woman of substance. You know, she's a lawyer by training. But if you read her profile, you will know that this is very inspiring. When you met your husband, both of you were school sat holder. The man has a PhD now. You are still, you are still with your school sat. Having kids every year. I pity you as a woman. As God is promoting your husband, promote yourself. Read books. Don't be a dummy. Every man is a psychologist. Once your husband knows that you cannot contribute intelligently to his life, he abandons you. And there are many women waiting outside there to give him support. Upgrade yourself. When my husband started the ministry, I didn't have a degree. I had what we call NCE. And I began to notice that the circle of my husband's relationship was changing. I noticed that governors were coming to worship in the church. Members of the church were becoming commissioners. The church was growing. We were going into our thousands. I said to myself, I don't want a day to ever come when I will no longer fit this man. So I decided to go back to school for my degree. I had four kids at that time. It wasn't easy. And I still led the class. Thank you. As a woman, you must improve on yourself. You must invest into yourself. You must add value to yourself. I asked some ladies sometimes ago, when David was going to marry my car, Saul said, I, want, I don't want money. I want 100 first kings of the Philistines. David said, tell him I will give him 200 as the dowry. This woman worth it. And I said to the ladies, if your husband were to repay your diary, dowry, will he reduce it? Or increase it? Have you added to the man? Does the man miss you when you are not home? Or he tells you, go, 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 go for one week. No, no, spend three weeks. Does he meet, miss you? Does your husband say, let me ask my wife. You are not manipulating him. Inside every woman, there are seven kinds of powers, whether you are born again or not. And one of the powers is influence. Every woman, we are the neck. The man is the head. But without the neck, you know the head cannot turn. You can influence your husband negatively or positively. That's the truth. If you lose influence on your husband, you have lost your womanhood. And if your husband knows that there is nothing upstairs, he will not consult you. So improve on yourself. Be mentored. Study women that are pictures of your future. 
understood them, believed in them, and saw into their lives and wrong. I don't work with my mates. They don't have what it takes to take me to the next level. I work with my seniors. As they are running, they pull me along. I learn from them. When I go for meetings, I don't just go there to preach or to listen to speakers. I listen to their grammar. I see the way they dress. Oh, so I can style my hair this way. So I can do this. Look at the way the man is holding his wife. Only a fool doesn't learn from everybody. Even an aunt can teach you something. You can be better. As a woman, invest into your life. So that you can adequately and effectively and efficiently support your husband. There are husbands that are speaking in tongues so that God can take their wives home. If the angel should interpret the tongues for you, oh God, take this woman home. And there are, there are husbands that if their wives should die, God forbid, the man will never recover. As lustful as some men may be, the woman is the pillar there. It is not a gift. You earn it. You don't sleep when your mates are sleeping. You read books. You contact people. There are people you will never meet in your life, but from their books, you meet them. You get something into yourself and you build yourself as a woman. And every woman, can I tell you this? You must be economically empowered. If the totality of your life depends on your husband, you are a colossal shame and disgrace. I wish you were not born. Until your husband comes, you cannot buy ordinary tomatoes. Every car you ride, your husband must buy it. You can't contribute 100,000 naira. Something is wrong with your womanhood. There is something you call our own, and it is different from my own. Go and ask Esther. They gave her her own. You should be able to give God an offering without asking permission from your husband. You should be able to do some dangerous givings. You can inform him later because it is your own. It doesn't mean that you will not be submissive. Not at all. But no man, these days, I have noticed that the men, these 21st century men, they don't want liabilities. In the olden days, you say, if I'm a single girl and I have a car, no man will marry me. These days, the man will marry you with your car. He will take the car from you and drive it. Men, am I talking? No man wants a liability around him. Number four, as a woman, you must learn to seduce your husband. How come that it is only your husband that asks for sex? And you are a Christian woman. If your husband doesn't ask, then there will be no sex in your home. What's your problem? It is your ministry. Sex is a ministry. And you must learn to fulfill it. As a woman, you must study and understand what tickles your husband. Don't believe the myth our mothers and great-grandmothers taught us. You might be a prostitute. If you tell your husband you want to sleep with him, lie. It's not biblical. You are allowed. He's your husband. Your body belongs to him. His body belongs to you. There are many homes that have problems today, not because the devil is interested, but because the woman is not wise. Seduce your husband. It begins with your undies. Your inner wears. They must match. Hallelujah. 
brother that please come sir they must match when somebody is traveling or when you are traveling tell them please just get to max and spencer and get me on this enough of this lace let's start from underneath i'm talking about seducing when you want to undress you have returned from church or you have returned from a function don't undress by yourself Making a difference in the family. Because he's not my husband, there are things I cannot do. Can you please give us a chair? Please hurry up, hurry up, thank you. Where is your wife? Is the wife on, on, in charge? Please come, madam. Thank you. God bless you. Please be very fast. Where is she? Please sit down, sir. Where is she? She's coming. Fantastic. Beautiful woman. Now listen, beloved. I used to tell my girls, your own this must be correct, or in case you even faint. Now, madame didn't know that we would bring her out today. If she didn't dress well, this is how I will have exposed her. See how beautiful she is. Thank you. Sit down, sir. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. When you return, thank you, ma'am. When you return from a function and you have removed your headgear or your cap or something, and your husband is watching Arsenal versus Chelsea, you know what you do? You sit on his laps. <laughs> sit very well. Tell him to unzip for you. That is the new way and the correct way. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. Now sit down. Let me quickly finish this thing. Tell him to undress for you. Stop undressing for yourself. That is why your husband is there. When the man undresses for you at 1 p.m., by 10 p.m., something must happen. When he has done that, tell him to lose the bra. After he has lost the bra, they say, oh, I've forgotten that. Oh, no. I'm still going to the kitchen. Tie it back. Do it back. <laughs> and then you stand up. Ah, you are enjoying this thing, madam. <laughs> I love this lady. Now, listen. You don't want to tell your husband, I want sex in the evening. I want to make love. Oh, that's too local. Hmm. While you are eating or while he's watching, put your ears very close to his, your mouth very close to his ears and say, to, say something like this. I want deposit without returns. Deposit without returns means I don't want to be pregnant. Or you say, I promise you a flight to Jerusalem today. Your husband says, I'm tired. Make Milo and milk for him. Make it very thick or look at the drink. Hallelujah. Then when it is the night, 
go to the bathroom, brush your teeth. Don't forget the last time we were talking about marriage, I told you every married woman must have two types of night wears. The regular night wear that you can wear when the kids are there. But the other one is what I call transparent honesty. You must invest into these things, not just gold. The day you want sex, that is what you will wear. Your husband gets the message. You will now take a walk for no reason. Looking for nothing. You take a walk around the room and you pretend as if you are picking something. Your back facing the man. Some of you are saying, is pastor holy? I am very holy. You don't need to invite him again. The man is already settled. And some of you in bed, I'm talking about seduction. It is not, because many times we just condemn Delilah. Can't you learn from her? The most anointed man of God pillowed his head on this woman's laps. Let's learn something. Let's make our love succulent for our husbands. There are many women waiting to, to, to destroy what you are building. And when a man is sexually satisfied, he becomes emotionally stable. Very important. Now, you make up your mind that it is not just missionary style every time. Missionary style is one-way traffic. The woman is down, the man is up. After all, the Bible says that shall be above only and not beneath. So after today, go and change your address and bring fun and creativity to your marriage. I noticed that they hardly teach these things in some churches and many, church, many families have problems. You don't want to hear what I listen to in counseling room. You say, what? Pastor did that? Your husband did that? Because each time the man wants to make love to you, you, you you'll be praying. Last March, one man sent a, a, an email to me. I was being interviewed on Revelation TV in London. And emails were coming, a lot of them. And the man said, Pastor Funke, I know you have a program tomorrow. Please, my wife will be there. I will make sure she's there. Help me talk to her. Anytime I want to make love to her, she prays in tongues. And you wonder why your home is not happy. When uncle is misbehaving, the man is not satisfied. The ministry has not been accomplished. He's a man. He may be a man of God, but he's first a man. And he must be satisfied. The more anointed your husband is, the more sex he needs sometimes. Because he has a lot of tension and he needs to release it. He's faced with a lot of temptations. Many beautiful girls. He needs to release. You must be there as a wife. And sex is one of your ministries. And you must accomplish it. Bring different styles. You don't need blue films. Bring different styles to your marriage. Let your husband always look forward. If your white bra has turned maroon, it's bad. If you have mouth odor or bad breath, some men, when they remove their, their shoes, you can't stand beside them. Whatever it is, please work on your marriage. And please, for God's sake, don't have too many children. 
Don't have, sex is not just about having kids. Don't have too many children. As a woman, don't kill yourself in the labor or delivery room. Have the number you can adequately take care of. Two, maximum three, these days. I got married 28 years ago. You can't compare your own with ours. When I got married, baby milk was one naira 50 kobo. To, to give your children a good education, you know what it means. Every year you are pregnant because you are looking for a boy or a girl. You kill yourself and your husband will marry another woman in one year. And it's likely to marry your PA or your best friend. Because that is what they say these days. The children are used to her. That's what they say these days. If we bring a stranger, the children will have to start all over again. If you are sitting beside a woman, help me tell her, don't die. So, have the number you can adequately take care of. You are permitted. Sometimes on Saturday, last Saturday in our house, I had a short jeans. Pina for for my husband. And I put one tiny top inside it. Hey, my husband staggered. He said, ah, ah. I'm not lying. Ah. He said, ah, ah. I said, now so we see him. They said there is no old woman in Ghana. There shouldn't be in Nigeria. And there should not be in your home. You should dress to please your husband. I don't know if I shared this before. It was a research that was conducted about eight years ago in America. Every male species of God wants creativity. A cock was made to have sex with one hen. After the fifth round, it couldn't go on. The same cock was loosed, was released, and he had sex with 15. Same cock. So they concluded that every male wants variety. And since you are married, and the Bible does not allow your husband to taste everybody, you must be a different woman to your husband at every time. Today, it is low cut. And sleeveless gown, short name. Tomorrow it may be boo boo with a wig. Next tomorrow it may be one Indian wear with your hair styled and a little earring light makeup. Next tomorrow it may be jeans and t shirt. Your husband must not be able to predict you as a woman. All this Iru and Buba every time and you are doing as if Nigeria is longer than Africa. Who knows me? I have our children. Your rapper is like this. This one is like that. Taka, taka. Even your bra, your breast, everything is nothing. Then you say your husband is looking at what the man is driving. He's adjusting his mirror because a beautiful lady just passed. Why will he not give him what he wants? You are blessed. Celebrate this couple for me. This beautiful couple. Celebrate them. Are you blessed? The last one as a woman. Synchronize. 
support the man, serve him, submit to him, seduce him, synchronize. Your life must match your husband's lifestyle. You don't have to compete with any woman anywhere. But be the best that you can be. Find space in your husband's life to plant your life. In such a way that when the man is dreaming, he's dreaming of you. When the man is drinking water, he's drinking water. He's remembering you. Everything. Every time. Two hours you're in the kitchen cooking. What are you cooking? You've not spoken to your husband in two hours. And both of you are in this Nigeria. No BB message. No call just to check up on you. Just to say I love you. No winking. No thumbing up. Nothing. Work on your marriage. If the way you serve Zenith Bank and Oshani Bank is the way you are serving your marriage, your marriages will be better than this. Those of you that work in banks, I thank God for you. But please, please, for God's sake, begin to think and plan how to be on your own. Because they control your life. They determine the clothes you will wear. They determine the time you must arrive. They determine where you will be. You must be in the bathroom at 7 a.m. for something, something, something. Meeting. They determine everything. If you can put that passion in your marriage and you see your children watch, it will be amazing what will come out of that marriage. I was going to speak about four personalities. I spoke about only one. Neyman. But at least I imagine with his wife, the mistress in the house. I didn't even talk about the king of Syria because there is something about mentoring. I didn't talk about the little maid because you don't know who somebody is. Many times opportunities are dressed in rags. You don't know who God can use. Can you imagine the man, the Amalekites or Egyptian that helped David when Ziklag was burnt down? No matter how busy you are, you can make a difference in people's lives by just stopping to help somebody. Because that person may be the one that God will use to help you eventually. In this life of mine, I have noticed that. You don't know what anybody can become. You don't know what plan God has for people. Please don't be so busy that you cannot help. Don't be so busy. I run a Christian orphanage, like I said, and there are many stories behind all the children in that orphanage. Many stories. And I made a vow to the Lord. Lord, I will not take any money. And God has been very faithful. If people bless us, I take it. But for you to bring a child and say, this is how much you pay every month. No. When you hear some stories, you feel like helping people. And people are hurting. Families are hurting. You can make a difference by first living the way God wants you to live. And then by reaching out to help. Many people are leprous today. You don't know that you are mentoring some people. You won't fail. My husband always tells me, if we fail, people that love us will cry and people that hate us will laugh. We must not fail. Some people will backslide if you don't serve God again. If your family, if you, if you go for a divorce, you may not know that you are that important. There are people that will no longer serve God. And there is no money that is free of challenges. I'm telling you the truth. It's just that these challenges are different. But you can make up your mind to make a difference in your marriage. To be the right person, to invest, to forgive. It has been discovered through a research recently that one of the causes of cancer is bitterness. For your husband not to offend you, you lie. For your wife not to offend you, oh, she will do it four times before she realizes that you said you don't like that thing. Marriage is for two forgivers. Advanced forgivers. You forgive yourselves and then you move on again. 
You forgive and then you move on again. You don't allow grudges to build up. You will just wake up one day and notice that a wall has been built between you and your spouse. As it comes, discuss it. You may go to bed at 4 a.m. discussing. Communication is very important in every marriage. I want to commend you to God today as I pray for you. Whether you are single or you are married, in your life, over your marriage and relationships, you will have no reason to be sorrowful. Amen. The Lord shall preserve you.